Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Shh. All righty. So today's podcast, I'm going to be telling you all a little story um, of my... I don't think you call it a zip line. It was more like a backwards bungee jump. Um, I think it was called a gorge swing. So today I'm going to tell you guys the story of my gorge swing in Victoria Falls, Zambia. I think that city was actually called Livingstone, Livingstone, Zambia. Um, Irregardless, very scared of heights, not a fan of heights, don't like them, don't like to think about them, don't like to talk about them. Just not a heights guy. Never have been, never will be. But you know what? Lately, in my upper, I like to think I'm still in my middle 20s. I'm 28 now. So in my upper 20s, but this story happened when I was 26. So in my mid-20s, I decided to seek more discomfort and do things that scared me because why live in a bubble? Why uh, let things scare you? To me, fear is just a mindset. So I thought, you know what? I have this opportunity to do this, and I'm going to do it. So backing up a little bit more, my really good friend from college, Paige, she just recently moved back to Michigan, but she was living in Yangwena, which is like a small village in Zambia. Yangwena, Zambia. It's a little outside of the capital, Lusaka, and she was living there for five years, teaching fourth grade at a little Christian school called the Esther School. And when I was planning my trip, I obviously wanted to go to South Africa, wanted to go to Kenya for a safari, and of course wanted to stop and see Paige and see her life in Zambia. thought this would be a pretty unique experience to be in like a rural African village, get to volunteer in a school there, um, and just experience something that like not many people get the chance to experience while also staying with one of your friends. It was a no-brainer. So flew into Zambia. The plan was for me to volunteer with her in her fourth grade classroom for a week, And then on the weekend, uh, we took like the hour-long quick little flight to Livingstone. Obviously, they have the uh, Victoria Falls there, which is one of the biggest and most majestic waterfalls in the world. And that was the main attraction. But Paige also had been telling me in weeks and months prior about this infamous gorge swing. She sent me a video. Basically, it's this massive gorge um, a little down the river from actual falls because that would be completely psychotic if you were doing a gorge swing by these falls. Also super dangerous. I don't think that'd be possible, but it's like a little down the river and yeah, it's this massive gorge swing. You basically fall back. You're in like a, like a sitting squatting position. And then you just keep leaning back until you're free falling completely backwards, feet up pointing towards the sky. And you go all the way into this gorge a couple hundred feet, and then you swing back and forth until your momentum finally stops. And then the the guide lets you down, and you have to hike back up. So she sent me this video, and I was like, yeah, freaking right. No way in hell I'll ever do something like that. And I was thinking about it. I was like, why do you have to be such a biatch? Like, and I get it. Heights is a big deal for a lot of people, as it is to me. So for those of you listening in, I'm not calling you a biatch if you don't like heights. I was calling myself one because I was scared. And I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, if I'm in Africa and I have a chance to do this with one of my best friends, I got to do it. So 
I decided to say, I'm going to seek this discomfort. I'm going to do it. So I told her, I'm in. That was a mistake because she locked us in. She bought the tickets, which was the smartest thing that she could have done because knowing me, if we wouldn't have pre-bought them, the morning of, I definitely would have chickened out and pretended to be sick or something like that. But she spent the multiple hundreds of dollars. She locked us in, which therefore locked me in, uh, gave me no choice. So it was smart by her. Very strategic move on Paige's part. So got to Livingstone, had dinner that night, whatever, had a couple of beers the whole time. I was just thinking and and uh, dreading the next day. Woke up that morning. I was had a pit in my stomach, whatever, got there. And this is where it really got sketchy. So we got to the edge of this gorge and everything obviously worked out well. But in the moment, I'm looking at the rope. I'm thinking we're in the middle of nowhere, Zambia, Africa. I don't know how well these ropes are made. I was looking at it. It looked a little ratchet. It didn't seem like things were too legit. I was looking down into the gorge and I got like seriously dizzy just looking down there. The guy was kind of joking around and making like a joke out of it. And I just wasn't having it because I was like, okay, I don't want to die. And I was like so nervous, didn't have my peripheral vision, couldn't think straight. And this guy was just having a great time because he could see it in my eyes. And obviously, you know, he's a manly man and I'm not. So he thought it was hilarious. And I remember them strapping us in and I just kept saying, no, 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 no. Paige thought it was hilarious. I think that helped with her nerves. So happy to help there. But we got trapped in. And I just remember thinking that this was a terrible mistake. I would have rather done anything in that particular moment than do this freaking gorge swing. And I also hated how you were facing this guy and you just had to lean back into nothingness. And it was multiple hundreds of feet. Like like I said, I looked down off the viewing deck and I got dizzy looking down at these rocks, these minuscule rocks and boulders and the rushing river below. So wasn't happy about it. So anyways, got strapped up. Me and Paige were attached to the hip. And he basically said, you guys have to lean back together or you get whiplash. Things could go wrong. So that's when I was like, okay, I have to do this because if I don't, this could be endangering both of us. So he was started a countdown. He said five, four. And I remember kind of blacking out during that. I remember just saying, no, please. Three, two, one. We leaned back. And I remember just looking up and seeing my feet with the clouds behind it. And it was just that feeling of the like the full just acceleration straight downward. If you're like on the dragster or some crazy roller coaster, I had my, my stomach was in my throat and it probably only lasted. The free fall felt like it lasted about a minute. I think it only lasted three or four seconds, but enough to just absolutely have my my stomach in my throat. And then we hit the ground. It was a little uncomfortable in my uh my you know what as a guy it was a little uncomfortable I got a really really hard pull there from the uh from the straps and then we swung so high up and the first couple like pendulums down were just as bad on the stomach and the throat as the free fall because we were still so freaking high up and Paige was screaming and laughing and I was still like you know thinking we were gonna die but when we finally stopped we got lowered down I let out a couple couple yelps in a great way um and it's just one of those things that just proves you make so much out of it. And I was so nervous the whole time that I didn't get to enjoy the buildup. Didn't didn't really listen to his instructions. Didn't get to like enjoy the view and like that feeling of like that pit in your stomach. And those are the kind of feelings I really like to, like to uh, I don't know, reach for and go for in life. 
And after I just felt so good and the rest of the day was so much fun and we felt so awesome. I just had that adrenaline just pumped through my freaking veins the rest of the day. But it's one of those things like, you know, I wish that the fear part of my brain could just kind of chill um, during the build up. But anyways, 10 out of 10, highly recommend anything like that. For those of you who think you can't do heights, you definitely can. I used to be deathly afraid of a Ferris wheel at the Birmingham, you know, summer, summer fair. So if I can do this, I can skydive. Anybody can do it. Just do it. That's uh, my episode for the day. Peace. All right, so last time I totally lied to you guys about me using a real mic, and I know you guys don't listen to this podcast or actually read those descriptions either, so you don't even know that I lied to you. So if you're listening to this one, then... Okay, I didn't lie to you anymore because now I'm using my microphone. So today I'm going to talk about these fucking tiny little ants that are in our house, and unless you're gerbs and think... I'm a super, super messy person, which I'm sure in college I was. I probably wasn't the best roommate, and I was probably a little messy. And I apologize to you, Anthony. But in in the house that I've lived in ever since, my first place I lived in in Portland, it was with three women, and I was being a bit sexist and just assumed that women would be way more neat, way more neat and tidy than men. And... Um, that was a fucking lie. So, <laughs> yeah, if they end up listening to this, um, I'm sure I was not the greatest roommate. But they left dishes for weeks with food out on the tables. Not even tables, because we didn't even have a table. We didn't have a kitchen table. We just had counters filled with food and dishes and garbage. It was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, But it was better than staying on the couch of my friend Rachel's, who was very graciously letting me crash on the couch for a whole month. And, yeah, so I lived with them. And it was a nightmare. So I was by far the most neat and tidy person there. I'm also pretty sure they were using my towels to shower and my shampoo. I, you know me, I don't use shampoo because I'm a hippie. And also because I'm pretty sure Chris Zuby told me one time that it was unnatural for people to use it and it's actually healthier to not use shampoo. But I digress. So I have shampoo there just in the rare case that I use like product in my hair, which I also don't use because like I said, I'm a hippie. And the shampoo was like three-fourths of the way gone when I don't think I've used it once. So they're using my shampoo, no big deal. But the towels... Why would you want to use another person's towels? I just don't get it. But anyways, I digress as I waste away half this episode. There are these tiny little ants in our house, and I'm a pretty neat person now, especially living alone. You got to be neat. Otherwise, that shit just goes to all hell. And there are these tiny, tiny, tiny ants, and they're not... Like, I'm talking not standard, your standard side ants. I'm talking like... I don't even have, like, some, half, a, co- a quarter of the size of a grain of rice in a small grain of rice, I'm talking. These are tiny little ants. And if we leave out, for example, like, 
a glass that hasn't been uh, washed yet, but it has a little bit of lemonade in it with that sweet, sweet sugar, those little ants are going to be all over. And it got me thinking about, actually, I will credit Emily, uh, my partner, who talked about how small they are, and it just kind of puts into perspective that those tiny, tiny little ants are made up of a billion, million uh, molecules and atoms that make up themselves. And it was really interesting. It just got me thinking about how ridiculous our body is and what it's capable of. And also how, when you think about it, it can be very simplistic. You know, you breathe in, you breathe out, you walk. It's all, it's all autonomous. But when you really break it down, you're all just... Oh, a collection of all these parts and then you start hearing these like super fun reddit facts of like your body's skin cells or skin yeah your skin like almost like a snake like after three years or something I'm getting this so wrong but none of those skin cells are your original skin cells after a certain amount of time so you're not even really the same person and stuff like that and molecules got me thinking about just how your body works and how you got two kidneys and you don't even need one. And my biggest mystery with my body is how when you take a drink of water, your body instinctually like knows that it just goes down, quote unquote, the right pipe. But then when you take a breath, it knows to take the air into your lungs how does your body know that can somebody with like actual expertise tell me how your body knows that all right fuck it i'm sticking to the five minutes i think i want to put bobby's on i might need a podcast for friday so kyle hit me up who listens to this who listen i need to know i know i ask questions all the time and I know I ask for podcasts all the time. All I want to, all I want is one text message after you listen to the episode. I'm not talking to you, Emily. I'm not talking to you, Dad. One of the other ten or so people that listen to this, just shoot me a text and go, "Hey, I listen to it." I, w- I won't even text you back. I won't even, I won't even do the thumbs up or whatever it is. I'll be really tempted to. I'm a ridiculously good texter to the fact that it's probably so annoying to text me because I respond so quickly. Because I am so addicted to my phone. Okay, like I said, I'm going to stick to my five minutes as I hit six, three, four, five. Bye. Things are going to get better.